So, dear brothers and sisters, it's good to be back. I was away for a week there in England uh, on a priest's retreat. So I met a number of other priests from England and uh, three from Scotland as well. And we were up in uh, Stonyhurst. It's between, so north of um, Manchester, between Manchester and Lancaster. And uh, a beautiful part of the world, beautiful part of the world. So I went for a little spins around as well on our, on our little breaks up into the hills and just absolutely beautiful and on a few occasions i found myself sitting uh looking out into like a beautiful valley with a stream running down through it you can just imagine like tolkien sitting there going this is it this is the shire like this is this is how we'll this is how we'll describe it just really beautiful countryside and thinking to myself bless i really don't deserve this it's just just unmerited gift just the gift of of being able, of being able to dedicate a day or a number of days, five days, just to, to prayer and being being with the Lord, and uh, getting rooted again in what, well, for myself, getting rooted again in what I'm called to do as a priest, you know, to to know the Lord, to know Him. Um, while I was gone as well, I had a, the opportunity to, to to look at a few. Uh, YouTube videos of various uh, Catholic speakers and uh, their various apologetic approaches and because there are a lot of complicated issues out there at the moment now and it's not always easy to know what to say or how to say it so I do a bit of research so I just what, what are what are others saying people like Michael Knowles and uh, and uh, well Scott Hand doesn't talk about very many contemporary issues Bishop Barron uh, a bit and then those, those sorts of things and it was just um, You'd find yourself at times a bit perplexed to know how on earth to describe or defend what the church teaches. What do you say or how do you say it? Uh, and then, you know, the, the, the Bible verse came to mind, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give you, everyone who asks to give the reason for the hope that is in you, as, as uh, the first letter of Peter. So always be ready to have your, have your answer ready for those who ask for the reason for your hope. Have your answer ready. You know, so I think it's important to, to know our faith. It absolutely is. It's important to study our faith. It's important to, to do a bit of reading. And if you ever you do a Google search, just a tip for anybody, uh, maybe at home, uh, if you ever we do uh, a Google search, always put the, put the word Catholic in your question. So um, why do we have a pope? Catholic. Just put the word Catholic in there as well. Because if you, why, do, why do Catholics have a pope? Um, and not specify that you want the answer from a Catholic site, you could get all sorts of wacky stuff. Uh, so whatever question you have, put in the question and then put the word Catholic at the end. It tends to narrow the search down to, to, to uh, more productive answers. And yet, at the end of the day, you can spend all of your time studying and reading, and you can have multiple doctorates uh, on various aspects of theology and philosophy and rhetoric and who knows what. Uh, and then we come across a reading like, like today, where uh, we have St. Stephen, whose explanations of the faith and of Christ and Christ's mission, uh, they weren't able to overcome him. They weren't able to, to, to thwart his, 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 his efforts or his arguments. Uh, so various people came together to debate with him from Cyrene, Alexandria, uh, those were members of the synagogue called the synagogue of the freedmen and Cilicia and Asia. They found that could not get the better of him because of his wisdom and because it was the spirit who prompted what he said. So I think that's, that's an interesting point. Right? We have the, the, the spirit who prompts what, what Stephen is saying. 
also reminds us of what we read elsewhere in, in Scripture, in Mark and Matthew, where it says just, whatever you are arrested and brought to trial, do not worry beforehand about what you are to say. Just say whatever is given you at the time, for it is not you that will be speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Okay, so on one hand, St. Peter is telling us, prepare yourself, prepare your arguments, prepare what you're going to say. On the other hand, then, we have other situations where it's the Holy Spirit speaking in you. So which is it? Is Scripture contradicting itself here now? Are we supposed to like prepare or not prepare? You do both. Typical Catholic answer. Both and. You prepare in general. We should know our faith, absolutely. Uh, but we should not rely on what we know. We should absolutely do our homework and we should know um, what the arguments in favour of our position are. We should also know what the arguments against our position are. And we should think about it, we should reflect on it, and we should know why we believe what we believe. But ultimately, what we believe goes way beyond what we can prove and what we can quantify and what we can put into to, to statistics. Our faith goes way beyond that. Because our faith isn't just knowledge of facts or data. Even if you knew Greek and Hebrew and could quote scripture left, right, and center, even that isn't necessarily what's required uh, in today's world or, or ever. When someone is talking to us about our faith, if you can't answer their doubts or perplexities, but you're really likable, you win. If, 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 if you hold your position, even though they have all sorts of, of arguments and, and uh, all sorts of questions that you can't answer, but you're joyful and you're still confident in your position, well, then you win. Whereas if you're very well informed and you corner a heathen and say to him, do you know why you should believe? And you lay it all out in front of him and this is why you should believe or else fire burning all eternity and you lay it all out there and it's all true. Who wins? Not you. Because that's generally speaking not the way the spirit speaks. We win people with love, we win people with joy. Ultimately, we win people over because it's the Spirit working through us, not because of our effort. Now, as I say, we still have to do our homework, we still have to know our, our, our faith. But ultimately, like the success of a mission is God's. He is the Savior, not us. Now, he works through us, but he is the Savior. So we leave all that work of converting people up to him. I still have to do my homework, I still have to preach and teach, good, and I still have to pray that sort of what I'm saying is actually true, great. But ultimately, the changing of a heart or a soul isn't my job. I, I lay it out there, I, I do the best I can, despite my, my, my limitations, but ultimately, the changing of a heart or a soul, that's not within my power. That's not within my power. There's a story told of a very enthusiastic priest uh, who was recounting the Bible verse of the Good Shepherd in front of a number, number of other priests. And so with all of his drama and enthusiasm, he says, I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And so on and so forth. And people applauded because it was just very, very well read. You know, It was very dramatic and dynamic and, and so on. And then afterwards... An old priest who had served for, for many, many years in a difficult parish got up and read the same verse. Not half as clearly because he was a, 
he slurred a little and wasn't as dynamic or as dramatic. But people were moved to tears. And afterwards, what the priest said amongst themselves, the first knew the Bible verse. The second priest knew the shepherd. The second priest knew the shepherd. And that's ultimately, I think, what gives success to, to our ministry or to our mission. While, yes, we should know what we're talking about, we should do our study, that on its own is not what will change a heart if I don't know the Lord, if I don't have a relationship with him, if I don't spend time with him, if I don't love him, then I can never transmit that love to someone else. And that happens by spending time, especially here in the chapel. That's where, that's where we get it. And I, I, different people have passed through here, and I, I, when, when they live here in Holy Family for the year, the prayer program is part of what we do. So, you know, they're doing a holy hour every evening, they have half an hour of adoration before Mass, and it's all kind of natural and normal, it's just part of, of, of daily life. Then when they leave, then that's when the sheep are separated from the goats. You know, that's, that's when it gets a bit more difficult. Now you have to choose. Now I have to arrange in my day to get time for prayer, and which won't be, obviously, as possible as it is here. But even to get a holy hour a week can be difficult. And this is where the battle is won or lost. Do I know the shepherd? Do I spend time with him? Do I spend time with them? That was just a real blessing over this last week as well because the retreat master, he said, so I'll give you two talks a day. The, two, the talks were 45 minutes each. Uh, one in the morning at 10 and one in the evening, one in the afternoon at half four. No, five, five o'clock. And, the, you know, 45 minutes, quite, quite short. And then there was mass with no homily, so the mass was only half an hour. Um, so the rest of the day, he said, fit in four, four holy hours yourself. And even for me, I wouldn't be a stranger to holy hours. Like four, four. Wow. That's a, that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, but that was, it was just very, very beautiful. Because thankfully, I had nothing else to do. There was no one, I, I had WhatsApp turned off. There was nothing else to do. So you just spend that time with the Lord. And that, it's, it's fantastic when you get to that stage of prayer uh, where you have the awkward silence or when you're doing your holy hour so you're, say your rosary, good maybe you get a morning prayer or evening prayer said, good now you have that last kind of 20 minutes my lord, it's uh, it's me <laughs> and away you go speaking to the lord one to one and listening to his reply that's a very, very necessary part of prayer too. That, that when the formal prayer has been said, good and all, it's wonderful and graceful and all as it is, fantastic. But to take time also to get to know the shepherd, to listen to him, to hear his direction, to hear his consolation. And this is the beautiful grace that we have. So whenever we have the opportunity, for also for front of you listening at home, when we have the opportunity to go to adoration or for ourselves here in Holy Family, to come into the chapel or the oratory upstairs, when there's no one else there, when you don't have to, when you're not required to, but to come in here anyway. One of the Dominican, uh, Dominicans on, on the formation staff down in Cork, he said, one thing that we look for in our Dominican seminarians is on occasion we want to catch them in the chapel, you know, to find them in the chapel when they're not actually 
required to be there. You know, how often have you caught this fella in the chapel? If it's if the person is only there when they're required to be, okay, it's better than nothing, but mm, something is lacking. Whereas when we go there because we choose to and we want to, that's, there's great grace in that. There is a, that's when I think our, our relationship with the Lord really deepens. It's a resolution that I've made for myself as well now that after coming home, it's something I want to do uh, more, more resolutely in my little hermitage in the evenings, to spend more time with the Lord. Spend more time with him. That's, that's, when it's, that's where it's all won and lost. And so we ask the Lord today that we might not just be people well-informed about our faith, uh, versed in the art of rhetoric and debating, but that we might know the shepherd, that we might know the heart of Jesus, and that when we speak about him, we might speak about someone we have encountered, someone that we have walked with, someone that we know loves us. Amen.